The dogs watched him as he trekked up the slope. He expected them to start barking at any moment. Yet they remained silent, gazing at him without fear, but with a kind of assessing curiosity. He got the message they were withholding judgment, that they hadn't decided whether he was a friend or someone who meant their mistress harm. Strange friggin' dogs, Christopher muttered to himself. Friggin'. It was a word inherited from his mother and Lydia, both of whom had rarely cursed, except for this and the occasional ras that burst from his mother when she was annoyed. Still, if it hadn't been for the dogs, he would have thought the whole area was deserted and would have turned back, retracing his steps on the narrow, stony path that had led him uphill to this place of windowless, soundless houses. He checked the address again. Miss Della Robinson, 8 Victoria Street, Port Segovia. It had to be the right place. The three people he'd asked for directions in the town had pointed him this way, tried to conceal their amusement, suppress their questions. Just go straight up the hill, man. Turn left and then left again. You can't miss it. Victoria Street, five or ten minutes max. He'd felt them staring after him as he left the marketplace with the street vendors and their baskets of mangoes and melons. He arrived after plodding uphill in the sun for more than an hour. And this wasn't much of a street, just a pitted trail teeming with mosquitoes. They were feasting on his ankles, even though he'd taken the precaution of wearing long pants, as Stephen, Miss Della's nephew, had instructed him. You'll stand out less, Stephen had said. You might look the look, but people will know you're a foreigner just by the way you walk. Stay away from the shorts for a few days. Good advice. But now he was sweating like a pig, the back of his shirt soaked under the knapsack, the strap of his art portfolio cutting into his right shoulder. He would have all the quiet he craved at Aunt Della's place, Stephen had promised, while the auntie would gain some cash to fix up her house. Of course, Stephen could easily have paid for whatever innovation was necessary. But his aunt didn't want that, he said. He'd also depicted a yard full of flowers, telling Christopher, You'll have anything and everything you want. The whole range of tropical beauties, hibiscus, bird of paradise, bougainvillea. But Stephen seemed to have forgotten to describe the emptiness of the area. All the buildings Christopher passed seemed abandoned, their dark interiors lacking any sign of life. They appeared to be waiting for their former occupants to return, though. No piles of trash or discarded belongings cluttered the yards, as if someone came frequently to sweep the earth clean, chase away vermin. Number eight. Hell. Could this really be it? The structure was a long, two-story concrete rectangle. It was unpainted, or if there had once been paint, it had been sunburned or rain washed off long ago. The first floor was halfway below the level of the path, while the second floor rose above him. He looked up towards the roof, at the cloudless sky, then down into the yard. More dogs. How many animals did the woman have, for God's sake? He counted them as they gazed at him. Seven. The three who had greeted him as he came up the path, had joined these four in the yard. Were there more? Maybe the beasts didn't need to bark after all, because 
they were confident no intruder could be a match for them. These weren't scrawny, mangy strays. He could sense their sinews under the healthy-looking fur. They all gleamed different shades of copper, as if they were related. Normally he liked dogs, but he didn't think he'd be stroking these anytime soon. He drew his phone from his pocket. It might be a good idea to call before venturing down the concrete steps that led from the path to wherever the front of the back door might be. He tapped in the number and held the phone away from his ear, listening for a connecting ring from inside the house. Silence. A burst of obscenities passed through his mind, and he cursed his own stupidity. Why had he thought he needed to come to this godforsaken place to be able to paint? Although, to be fair to himself, he hadn't expected it to be like this. Stephen had said only that it would be quiet and peaceful, that it would be a place of healing, and that his aunt made the best breakfasts and dinners. He hadn't mentioned lunch.